1: Hey, everyone. We're taking the week off, but we'll be back next week with an all-new episode. We decided to re-release this episode since it's back in the news right now.
2: You can also head over to our Patreon for some bonus content like our weekly mix bags and monthly minisodes. And this month's minisode will be an Epstein
1: update. Thanks so much, and keep it creepy.
2: An enormous mansion in New York. Another in Miami. Jets, employees, charitable foundations, his own private island. This mysterious billionaire had it all and thought he was above the law, until brave victims and a bombshell news story blew the lid off the whole thing. But even with an arrest and an indictment, will his victims ever truly find justice? This week's episode is Jeffrey Epstein. A bump in the night, your heart fills with dread, probably a murderer who wants you dead be a ghost, a demon or worse. Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse. It's hopeless, you're doomed. You'd call a priest if you could. You'd rather just listen to who? Sinister How going I kill you? Jeffrey Epstein. Professional dipshit. <laughs>
1: Esquire. God. This motherfucker You're done with it. Dude. <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down. Well, I mean, he shut himself down. He did. I mean, or you know, did or, did, or he? did he? Yeah, that's a good point. This
2: was uh, this is ripe. This is ripe. One new one.
1: Just it is out. a ripe one. It's man. I've been getting even today. I get Google alerts of new articles that are coming out saying stuff. Some of it is, I mean, restating w- or just like not. Super important There was a whole article that
2: was like Jeffrey Epstein donated money to Harvard And got other rich people also to donate
1: money Okay The one today was about how he went on this huge campaign To have a meeting with Bill Gates back in 2013 And I'm like what are you trying to implicate? Bill Gates is involved in this somehow. Like, who gives a shit? I'm sure people have meetings with Bill Gates all the yeah, time. Yeah, Bill and Melinda write checks all the time. And if this... I mean... I'll, I would like to start my campaign for my meeting with Bill Gates. Same. Okay.
2: You guys. Bill Gates. If any of
1: you know Bill Gates. Or Bill Gates, if you're listening. We would Probably. love to have a meeting with you. Christy, let's be realistic. He's definitely listening. <laughs> Just pencil us in. He's fully listening. 15 minutes is all we ask. We could, we could wrap it up in 15.
2: <laughs> for sure. Give us 15. We'll wrap it up in 10. I'm not even
1: even sure what we're having a meeting about, but, but will we will be... wrap it up. In 15. <laughs> we can wrap it up. We can wrap it up. We are, we're professionals. Yeah, yeah, give us give, give us one the of these light, and yeah. we'll wrap it up. <laughs> one of the uh, the spinny finger. Yeah, wrap it up. We can do it. We don't. Even, you don't have to play us off. We don't even need music. Nope. no, nope. or like on. Man, what, what show, what was it? Showtime of the Apollo where they had the cane. The cane. I love that cane. I I, want a cane for life. For now, I'm not leaving anywhere unless I get cane. (laughs) I get pulled by a cane. I want a cane to carry around with me at all times. So if at any point I don't like what's happening, I can just pull someone off of the, out of the scene, (laughs) scene of life.
2: My mom once hurt her foot and she had a cane that would fold up to about the size. I mean, smaller than a water bottle. It folded up pretty small so you can keep it in your purse. That's convenient. And she would unfold it and flip it out and it would would come out. (laughs) Like a whip. She would point it at people and we had to say, we're not, we're going to take the cane away from you. (laughs) She's like, I'm not going to hit anybody. I'm just making my point. But it's very. So she didn't use it. She just used it as a weapon. She only used it sometimes because she had, she rolled her ankle right before we went to the Backstreet Boys concert. Oh no. That's Um, the worst time to roll climbing on a chair. It was a whole thing. But. She did keep this. It was a like a switchblade
1: cane. Yeah. Wow. Any, is... A
2: switchblade anything is great. It's just more convenient. Like a flip phone was
1: like a switchblade phone. Yeah. A cane is a very large thing to flip out, though. You do
2: need a you you certain have, like, radius. Three feet.
1: where yes. you're, You've got a clearing
2: <laughs> three, foot three radius. feet around you.
1: <laughs> the safety zone. Well, I would have liked to whip Jeffrey Epstein with any kind of My hand. Cane, my flip flop. Throw
2: a rock at him dude my i just watched both hand. it oh, i watched all it movies this whole weekend i saw it yes good i'm glad so, so we're good i tend to spoil movies on accident we won't talk about it on the show but in the first one they throw rocks at people and so i said they do yes yes, yes they do Yes, I did like it. Yeah. I did like the first one better, though. That okay. That's my
1: official They are all very
2: well-made, I thought. that's Well, maybe because I watched the 1990s version <laughs> and was like, oh, so. <laughs> no, they someone- are well-made,
1: though. The special effects, especially in the second one, are very yeah. good.
2: Also, Bill Hader is a beautiful angel, and he's perfect he in is. every role that he's ever had he ever is. and will ever have I ever. I did think
1: one of his lines... Was
2: problematic. We'll say it off air. I will. Okay, but I will say Bill Hader since you are listening.
1: Absolutely, we would like to meeting with me
2: you. before the show. <laughs> we need a meeting with you. Fifteen minutes. We can wrap it
1: up. Oh yeah, I'll give Bill. You know, as long five. as you want five elevator ten. pitch. If <laughs> I can get in a room with Bill Hader. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I'd probably have a heart attack. I on would a cry. <laughs> I love him so much. I
2: love him so much.
1: Well, this piece of shit we don't love so much. No, and I told Heather off air. He's become like Ted Bundy became to me, mm-hmm. where I don't want to hear his name anymore. After this, Mm-mm. he's too in the news. I mean, Saturation. especially because well, and it is so fresh that it's just every day there's stuff coming out about him. And he one hundred percent gets a golden juice award. Yes, he is. The before we even get time, into it, I all mean, time worst. He is the all time worst. And um, I knew he was super all time worst. I didn't even I didn't realize how far back it actually went, though. Yes.
2: And also,
1: the main villain in this story is Jeffrey Epstein.
2: Sure. I think the henchman is just the federal government. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Until now. And when we Alex do... Acosta. And Alex Acosta, yeah. Until now, when we have the FBI and DOJ standing up saying, no, we're not going to take this anymore. You know, no, we're not going to sweep things under the rug. But in the past, we will get into it, but there was... I'm going to go ahead and say massive corruption. Oh,
1: I, I, ding, ding, ding. I don't think I'm going out on a limb. No, I will second that. Yeah. 100%. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And this week we are talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Professional douchebag. (laughs) Esquire. That's right. I like putting Esquire at the end of everything. (laughs) You
2: have that right. You
1: have have the right to be an attorney. Thank you. It's in the
2: Constitution.
1: Well, let's get into it. All right. Born in 1953 in Brooklyn, New York, to middle-class parents Seymour and Pauline, Jeffrey Epstein was the oldest of he and his brother Mark. As early as five years old, Jeffrey showed signs of being advanced for his age when he learned to play the piano. Later, he would graduate from Lafayette High School at the young age of 16 after having skipped two grades, once again showing signs of high intelligence. Fairly normal Middle class, Brooklyn upbringing. Did you know anyone that graduated high school earlier? Like
2: skipped a grade yeah. in elementary school? My cousin skipped, uh, 11th and 12th grade. She really? graduated as a sophomore. She's super smart. She's, and she's and Did she liked it. She loved it. She. I would. I would feel like
1: I would have missed out on part of a high school experience. She's
2: been thirty since she was twelve.
1: Like oh, she okay. and I. So she was ready to be. Oh, done. I would I'd get be, get into a corporate fully. role. <laughs> she's
2: done. Like I would babysit her when she was like ten or twelve, and say, "Oh, you know, you want to like play a game?" She's like, "We can go to Starbucks and get pedicures." I was like, "Yes, you're like a friend. You're like already yeah. you're so she's always been on my level, even when well, she's that's little. Cool. She's in college now, and she's doing like a quick uh, like a. Program where you finish your undergrad and your law degree all in one. She's damn, yeah, she's super On the smart. fast fast track, fast track to success town, and, and Good for like
1: her. go to law school and you too can have a podcast. <laughs> yes, and arguably be miserable. <laughs> it's just a little. Bit. I have never known an attorney <laughs> that likes their job. She did say she wants to do criminal defense. So I was like, oh, I read oh, Just see, Mercy. I think I would like that. Well, mm-hmm.
2: I don't know about like. It would be very interesting to yes. me. I'm sure it would also be very taxing. It's time consuming. It's like your whole. But Just Mercy highly recommend brian stevenson he invented the equal justice initiative and he gets people off death row and gets kids who have been sentenced to life without
1: parole uh parole so that's very important that kind of job very important work yes you are changing lives upon graduating epstein enrolled at cooper union college in 1971 before transferring to the courant institute of mathematical sciences at new york university but college life would not be for him and in 1974 he left before earning a degree after dropping out of college at 21 years old, Epstein found work as an educator and began teaching math and physics to young children at the Dalton School on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Students described him as, quote, goofy and one of the kids. It's one of those of you know now if you knew then what you know now you sure probably wouldn't let him be a teacher no I think that's the last role you would want him in or a coach of any kind mm-hmm. of uh, youth sport a boy scout or a, a girl scout leader girl, girl scout boy scout volunteer I mean, coordinator for a youth group really anything around young children you don't want this and this is this horrifying because we don't know this
2: You the seeds yeah. were I'm sure already in him as we'll see and again you have no idea
1: yeah. when things like this come out about a predator all you know are the victims that have come mm-hmm. forward but who's to say something didn't go on at this school
2: or something went on before when yes. he was in college I mean, who knows when his middle school when his predatory
1: nature began exactly we have there's very little kind of about pre-dalton school right and life. you know as more and more victims come forward there's a good chance somebody from back then does come forward you know? and we start to learn about it but At the time when he was teaching there, as far as we know, nothing like that was going on. Dalton was an elite private school, and Epstein's problematic behavior was noticed even back then. Many students interviewed by the New York Times insist Epstein was not inappropriate with them. But others, like Millicent Young, who graduated in 1976, was quoted as saying, There was a real clarity of inappropriateness of the behavior, that this isn't how adult
2: male teachers should conduct themselves. So, I mean, she is saying there was something. The New York Times article is very eye-opening because it does talk about how there weren't reports of inappropriate behavior, but there were students who said he would like stand a little close to kind the girl. Kind of girls. like what we
1: talked about in our last episode, how you, everyone had that. that and I've gut. gotten, we've gotten so many DMs about, did everyone have a substitute teacher that made them feel uncomfortable? Like Fast Eddie. Yeah. And then, so, There was something in the guts of some of these students telling Mm -hmm. them, like, something's not right about this guy. it's
2: interesting because several of those who would go on record were male students who said, no one ever told me that something happened, but I would see how he would stand a little too close Mm -hmm. to them in the hallway Mm -hmm. or put his arm up on the wall or whatever. So there was
1: vibes. Yeah, there were vibes being given off for sure. While teaching, Epstein met Alan Greenberg, whose children attended the Dalton School. At the time, Greenberg was the CEO of Bear Stearns, a once-powerful investment bank based in New York City. Epstein expressed he wanted to work for Greenberg, and Greenberg, impressed by Epstein's intelligence and confidence, offered him a job. My former days as an investment advisor,
2: and just general, what I had to learn about from CNBC, watching that all day long, Bear Stearns was like the big behemoth with like Lehman Brothers, Mm -hmm. and then in the 08 crash, they both went Caput, and oh, that yep. was huge news. That Bear Stearns had survived the original Great Depression, but it did not survive the Great Recession. So it was kind of like the big dog on the street. Yeah. The big Bears. bear on the street. The big what? I said the big the big bear, bear on the street. <laughs> yes, which is funny because bear is bad. Usually, a bear market means it's going down. The bull market oh. means it's going up. That must have been somebody's name then. Otherwise, Probably. I imagine you wouldn't name your company. I'm Todd Bear. Todd, we can't name it after you. People think it's going down. I'm shit company. That's what we'll name it. And Mr. Stearns is like, I'm very stern. We're naming it Bear. We have All to. All right, uh,
1: guys. God, these two can't get rid of them. Bear and Stearns. In well, 1976, Epstein began working at Bear Stearns as a junior assistant to a floor trader. It was an entry-level position, but Epstein quickly moved up the corporate ladder and was soon advising billionaires like Edgar Bronfman, president of the Seagrams Corporation, on how to pay the least amount of taxes possible. I have a moral question for you. Yeah?
2: We all have to pay taxes. Sure. Is there anything wrong if you have a lot of money in trying to plan so that you pay every penny that you owe, but not any more? Do you think that that's morally reprehensible? Like, under the current tax code, right. the not very much money that very wealthy people have to pay, do you think if tax planning is morally reprehensible? There's not a right or wrong answer. I'm just curious. Right. Because I used well, to be like, that's bullshit, man. Pay your money. But if, it's, if your fair share is not a lot, then...
1: Yeah. Damn. I mean, it's the whole, like, the rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer adage. But... You know, I don't know. That's a sticky situation. And it's if like- you're paying at least what you owe, good for you. I think a lot of these people, in lieu of paying extra taxes, donate to charitable causes and stuff like that, which are tax deductible. Correct. But to still save face and look like, oh, look at all the good, good the good I'm doing for everyone. That's like true. this asshole did too. Yes. That's a good question. I mean, I don't know. Do you? I don't know. When I first, like I said,
2: before I got into the industry, I was like, you know, that's uh, we all have to pay our taxes, but you can go to a CPA and say, hey, where should I be? Should I refinance my house? Should yeah. I
1: donate to a charity? Should I whatever donate an old car? Well, what can I write off? What? Can I write off mileage? Can mm-hmm. I write off, you know, various things for, I mean, like there's stuff we can write off with being like comedians that I didn't yeah. know about. Damn it. So like, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to see how you can- I wouldn't even say cut corners, just yeah. get the most bang for your buck, essentially. I think that's what it is. But yeah. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, the tax code probably should
2: be changed. You should pay a little bit more if you got, I think if you are going to miss $2,000, that's rough for you. You should maybe get that back versus if someone's not going to miss $2 million.
1: Yeah. I don't think that someone who makes, who's in the 1% should, and somebody who's in the lowest tax bracket or uh income bracket there is, should pay the same amount of taxes. I think it should be based on your income. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, but then in addition to what you actually owe, no, I think as long as you're paying your fair share, True. but I do think it should be restructured to where the 1% have to pay more probably. Or everybody
2: be like JK Rowling and just donate a bajillion dollars until you're not a billionaire anymore. There you go. (laughs) She's
1: just like, giving it away. I mean, there's, it's like when these people have so much money, You can't ever use that money. You will die long before you could ever. Kim Kardashian will die long before she could ever spend all of the money she has. Does she set it up in trust for her kids and things like that and set them up for a good life? I hope so. Cause that's sure. what I would do. She bought a bunch of lipstick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, she makes lipstick. But like also be generous with your wealth. Yeah. You can change lives with, with the money that you have.
2: Like on the good place when they're like, Hey, you're poor. Here's $10,000. <laughs> she's like, you don't have to yell, Hey, you're poor before <laughs> you can just give
1: them the money. Right. Isn't
2: that Brewster's millions? That's the whole bit that uh-huh. he, he, what is it? He inherits it, but he loses it if he doesn't spend it.
1: I think he has to spend a certain amount in order to like keep, keep the inheritance. Yeah. Awesome. It is in like a, a very short amount of time though. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be into that. I and mean, I haven't thought about that movie in a minute. It's an old one. Yeah, it is. Oh man. An oldie, but goodie. Well, in a 1981 SEC investigation, Epstein was one in a web of financial professionals investigated for insider trading he was politely fired by Bear Stearns by being asked to leave, and on March twelfth, 1981, he resigned. Despite this, he remained good friends with Greenberg and even stayed on as one of their clients. No hard feelings. Sorry about the SEC investigation. Have a good life. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Also, insider trading is something you could explain it to me for a week straight and I still wouldn't understand. It's it's same with money laundering. I d- cannot understand. Is insider trading just when you are giving people knowledge of like hey you should
2: sell or buy. Okay, that I understand. So and and the thing is is I have to benefit from it. So say my firm represents ABC Incorporated, not the like they make widgets or whatever. They make cars. And I know that they're about to get bought out and their stock's going to go it's right. $10 a share and the buyout's going to be for $15 a share. I could tell you, hey, you should go buy a shitload of stock in this company because it's fixing to be worth fifty. So what would you – I would pay you for that information? If you did, that's like ding, ding, ding. What the SEC has interpreted it to be is that you like me more now, so my benefit is a emotional friendship benefit.
1: Which subconsciously will lead to like you getting more business or me trusting you and – Yeah, in theory. I think it's maybe. Isn't that what
2: Martha Stewart went to jail for? Yeah, and they tried to, they tried to take down Cuban and he wouldn't, the Cubes wouldn't (laughs) fall for it. I don't think he insider traded and he had enough fuck you money to fight it. I think the fine was like $300,000 and he spent a couple million dollars being like, no, I didn't do it. So somebody told Martha Stewart, what
1: she should invest in. I believe that's what happened. She wasn't telling others what they Correct. should. She was like, ooh, I have cheesecloth. <laughs> I wish that she had. She was like, my bowls are about <laughs> to go through the roof. What is at, that? At, at, Where did she have an agreement with? Was not it, Target. Was it Kohl's? No. Oh, no, I think it was, um, what's that? Kmart. Kmart. K-Mart. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Sounds K- like a hey, store that's not around anymore. Blue Line Special. Are they around? I haven't oh, seen a Kmart in years.
2: They probably got liquidated, but. Martha Stewart, that, uh, Anna Gastar, where she's like, it's a fun Christmas dickie. And she's just shirtless. (laughs) Such a good sketch. Yeah. So she, yeah, Martha Stewart was trading on fun Christmas dickies. Well, okay. I do understand insider trading. I don't understand mon- money laundering. Another episode, but we got this. <laughs> you, you get it. You'll get it. You take the dollar and you put it in the washer with well, a Well, That's what pod. I've been doing, but
1: no, I'm not making more money. It's just, in fact, I'm making less money and have a big mess now. <laughs> no, my washing machine is green and my dollars are white. All I my shirts even... are green, have green and blue ink all and over them. I can't them. even put them in the snack machine. In August of 1981, Epstein decided to start working for himself and founded J. Epstein and Company. Accounts vary as to what exactly he did there. At various times, he claimed to be recovering embezzled funds. At other times, he claimed to work as a consultant for foreign governments. To others, he was a spy. New York Magazine revealed that regardless of his real job, during this time, Epstein was connected with some unsavory characters, including Adnan Khashoggi who acted as a middleman in transferring weapons during the Iran-Contra affair.
2: I would like to do an episode on the Iran-Contra affair just because I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh,
1: yeah put it up there with money laundering <laughs> yeah
2: I think George H.W. Bush There's was the of, head of the CIA mm-hmm. and like traded we- he was weapons laundering they were they were yeah. trying to get weapons to Iran and so they gave them to people in Nicaragua so that they gave them to reverse so it sounds like you do know what it is well I watched uh, CNN's I Love the 90s it's not I Love the 90s it's just called <laughs> The 90s It's VH1
1: man did you get CH- CNN and VH1 confused <laughs> well they both made shows about
2: the 90s although I was very annoyed during the CNN there was no Michael Ian Black on any of it at um. all Oh, man.
1: Disappointed. Yeah. I love the 90s. It's great. So good. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Pop-Up Video? Oh,
2: yeah. I was just thinking Pop-Up Video <laughs> really? the other day. Pop-Up, pop-up Video up was great. Video. I learned so much from so Pop-Up m- Video. So many behind-the-scenes facts. Yeah. But I like it this time. He started his own company, and they're like, what are you? And he said, an international man of mystery. <laughs> I am a spy. Don't worry Thank about you it. you very much. You know what spies always do? Tell you right away that they're spies. Yeah. Step one. What do you do? I'm not a spy. I mean, I am. I am a spy. Oh, God. Oh man. Well, whatever he was doing, he made a ton of freaking money. He
1: did. Well, it wasn't long before Stephen Hoffenberg, former owner of the New York Post, met the bright young Epstein and hired him as a consultant, paying him nearly $55,000 per month in today's money. The two planned on being corporate raiders, a popular concept in the 1980s where investment funds would make unsolicited bids for publicly traded companies. Once the bidders had enough shares, they would wipe out the board of directors, replacing it with their chosen candidates. Then, effectively, the company belonged to the bidder.
2: This was a big deal back then. And Carl Icahn is a guy that still does this today. So this is something that still kind of goes on. But most companies put in their bylaws or their charter that it's a thing called a poison pill. Like if someone comes in and in this amount of time buys up this many shares, then they can't. Nominate boards of directors for so many days and it effectively it's makes it like a it, red flag that yeah, goes up. And you kind of go like, Oh, well, I really don't want to target that company because I want to go in and just take all the board of directors out or at least a majority. And if it has that, you're kind of like, Oh, I guess I'll just go something else. I like a poison pill. Poison's
1: name for that.
2: <laughs> to make best <Beth laughs> <a> prophecy <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. They're very dr- corporate guys are very dramatic. They're well, like, cause they have raiders. nothing.
1: Yeah. That's the only drama they have is like, we're going to name this something very dramatic. We're raiders. Cause our lives are so boring. We're
2: or sharks. Sharks and raiders and poison pills. And you're like, it's just a bunch of paper and yeah. you guys making money. They're like, but it sounds
1: really it cool. sounds awesome.
2: I'm a spy. <laughs>
1: you just got to say something to make yourself feel yeah. cool. The only problem with this plan was that the two couldn't get a raid right. Their bid for Pan Am, an airline, failed, as did their bid for Emory Air Freight Corp. It seemed that although they were taking in large sums of money, they never could execute a raid Then in 1993, the firm itself was subject to a different kind of raid, one by the federal government that revealed it to be, according to the SEC at the time, one of the largest Ponzi schemes in history. A Ponzi scheme can be summed up as follows. A firm takes in money, promises great returns, then takes in money from even more investors. When early investors ask about their performance, the firm pays the early investors, quote, profits. But the source of those profits is new money coming in from new investors. In the meantime, the people working at the firm are living large on someone else's dime. To put it plainly, it is fraud. Bernie Madoff, classic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You just take money from Bill, put it in your bank, it's paying five dollars.
1: Paul, yes. Piper, Polly, And What's yourself. That
2: saying? Paying taking from Peter to, to pay, pay Paul. Paul, yeah. Yeah. And that. then also taking a cut for yourself. Yes. I yeah. think at Bernie Madoff he just had the money go directly to his bank account and I thought no one noticed like no one said, Chase bank, and it's in your name, but you have a debit card for that. That Wait. is Balls.
1: Balls. balls. Huge we gotta do old
2: balls. A, we gotta do a Bernie Madoff episode. That's juicy. Yeah, That's a juicy one. Juicy balls. <laughs> juicy
1: old man Bernie balls.
2: Madoff's juicy balls available on this this corner of Wall Street and Fifth Avenue they come in all sizes but they're all juicy <laughs> And all corrupt. That's right. They're filled with corruption. (laughs) Gross. That's what makes them juicy. They ejaculate corruption. (laughs) Just you'll have corruption dripping down your chin.
1: (laughs) Bernie Madoff's balls. Get them at any local stand on the corner. Exactly. Quantity is limited. Some restriction may apply. (laughs) Well, Epstein claimed he had no knowledge of this and was only a consultant. However, in July of 2019, Stephen Hoffenberg made a statement that Epstein was, in fact, involved in the Ponzi scheme. Well, yeah, I, think, I can't imagine he wasn't, honestly. <laughs> yeah.
2: They paid him 55 G's a year. And a month. Was, oh, I'm sorry. 55 That's G's a month, so much money. So many dollars. <laughs> and he, at the time, though, I think Hoffenberg was taking one for the team and said, oh, he's just a consultant. He doesn't know anything about it. Leave him out of it so and now that and when everything comes out hoffenberg said he spent his time in jail i think he got out in 2013 and now it's just i guess when epstein got arrested he was like, he's like fuck, fuck it
1: fuck <laughs> take it. everybody down with me yep i mean same <laughs> just burn it down. <laughs> yeah well throughout the 90s epstein amassed great personal wealth by 1992 he owned the largest private residence in manhattan as well as his own private island little saint james a 70 acre island in the u.s virgin islands he also owned a 6.8 million dollar mansion in Palm Beach, Florida, an 18 million dollar 7500-acre ranch in New Mexico that he named Zorro, and a fleet of private planes and helicopters. He was also a beloved philanthropist, having donated 6.5 billion dollars to Harvard from his foundation, the Jeffrey Epstein Fourth Foundation.
2: Do we ever f- He didn't go to Harvard. No. He He didn't graduate from college. They were hoping. He was like, maybe they'll give me
1: a degree. He One more billion. in Alan Dershowitz, who is a famous lawyer and teaches at Harvard. I don't know if he still does. He worked on the O.J. Simpson case. Yes, he's worked on many famous cases. He worked on Epstein's case. They were very tight. And I think that may have played into just his... uh, Role in the Harvard uh, his choice yeah I'm dumping the the yeah whatever also when you own
2: things like private islands and ranches you get to name them I don't I think Little Saint James is kind of boring
1: yeah Zorro isn't great either no what an idiot
2: <laughs> he sucked. <laughs> Fuck Island. That's what he should have named was it. On Arrested Development, Fuck City. <laughs> How are you going to weed out the proofs? <laughs> That's right. You're living in Fuck City.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, something fun. I don't know. I don't like, know, like Love Island. <gasps> <gasps> There's is so much drama happening. What's on going on? Island what right season now? are you on? Oh my God, I'm on season five. Wow. Which is the most recent one they've had. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm. <laughs> Like 50 episodes So it takes forever To get through one That's so many Because they film every night They have an episode Every night they're in there Wow But everyone How, The guys just came back From Casa Amor Which is when they Introduce a second villa And then they split up The guys and the girls And then they bring in All new guys and girls <gasps> And so it's like Are they gonna be Head's gonna be turned Is somebody gonna recouple And then if you recouple With someone else The person you were In a couple with Either goes home Or they're just single oh man man and this one guy recoupled oh but the girl he's with was the worst and I was like hell Good. yeah get away from her get she's out she's the worst yeah oh my god a Re- lot of drama man I tried to explain it to Tommy the other day because he was he just like was eating something so he just sat down to watch what I was watching and I kept pausing it and I could just see him being like I know I'm never gonna watch this again <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> it. Please, please stop but he would like ask questions to try and be engaged he's like so cuz I was like the most awkward thing I've ever seen on reality TV just happened and I like <laughs> broke it down for him. It was really awkward. I'm really sad. This guy was like in the recoupling ceremony or to sure. see if they've come if when the girls come back from the other villa they don't know if their guy has recoupled with someone. well I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you not only get rejected, <laughs> but you get rejected
2: publicly in a ceremony. Oh yeah. This is my worst nightmare. Yes. yes it's, it's one thing to get dumped. It's brutal. Via a text message on a trolley behind a dumpster. Always I've been broken up with. <laughs> not a text message. I'm sorry. Via a tweet on oh, Twitter. Nice. But a public ceremony. Yeah,
1: it's a public ceremony. I can't. Well, Ugh, she was waiting. Poor baby. She was off camera mm-hmm. waiting to come in to see if he had chosen her or chosen someone else. And he is, he had not, but he tried to, and he's standing there talking about how he thought he really liked this girl, but just these few days have made him realize he's lying to himself and he's lying to Amy and they just have a lot to talk about and work out and he's just, hasn't been himself. And like everyone there knows what's happened. They're all listening to this, but Amy doesn't know. No. And she (gasps) walks in and she sees he hasn't chosen another girl. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. I thought you were going to choose someone else. I've missed you so much. I like." And everyone is just like (sighs) crickets because they all know what he just said. And she's just gushing over him. And then she sits down next to him and he just goes, we need to talk later.
2: No. And the color just
1: drains from her face. She's also the worst, though. So I kind of was like secretly Get rooting it. for this rid of her. Oh, yeah. that's still more. So that's everyone's Love Island update. It's um, mortifying. Season five. Yeah, season five. It's Amy's juicy. the worst. Tommy's my favorite. Of course. Yeah, he's also My God. Is he hot? Oh my god. What's his name? His name is Tommy Fury. His That's not a name. It is his brother is a famous boxer. And he is a boxer, too. Whatever you're about to look up, don't give me any spoilers, because you're probably going to see if he won or not. And oh, I, I just want to see a photo. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> when he walked into the villa... It was a slow-mo walk-in, and my jaw legit dropped, and I just went, my God. I'm sweating a little bit. Yeah, I'm sweating just thinking about him. He's oh. very good-looking. Oh. Some Sometimes you get
2: a guy with a body like this, and they're a butter face. No, he is not. He is, he is a, a butter everything. that I want to slather all over my everything to I eat. Yes, oh. stick it in my mouth. Oh, there's a picture of him with a little elephant.
1: Oh, <laughs> And a little toy. It says, we do not Oh, have yes. Okay, Fury. that's Ellie Belly. That's, um... The girl he's coupled up with has a little stuffed toy. Who's the girl he's coupled up with? Uh, right now, currently, her name is Molly May. But I don't want to look at your I, face because I don't want you to get no. Away I just wanted to. Gonna, oh, I she's just, pretty. I just saw a picture of an
2: elephant. I would hope that oh, it, it was a lady. He's coupled and not up with, a with that elephant. Furry. He's like, me and
1: Ellie Billy will be very happy together. Leave us. Leave us. Oh, man. He probably would. He's like so legit nice, though. He's not oh, as hot. He's like got a really on. good heart. Anyways, back to someone that doesn't have a Sorry, good we heart. need an emotional break from this dipshit. Yeah, sometimes. We you haven't
2: do. even gotten into the worst stuff that he's oh my gosh, into. We haven't. All right. So it's the nineties. He's super rich. He's, super he's, got, rich, a he's got a friggin' He owns a ton of islands and planes and all sorts of shit. He owns a bunch of stuff that he doesn't even deserve because he can't even frickin' name it right. <laughs> That's
1: true. Good point. I've been
2: making a list of things that are illegal. And if I was in charge, lots of, th- it's dumb stuff. Like yeah. people saying it is what it is or, uh, people, two people in a revolving door at the same time that's just dangerous conference calls going more than 10 minutes over it's illegal you're going to jail yeah in this case owning an island and naming it a dumb name that's also you're, illegal. it's illegal it's illegal i
1: also have a list that i've been keeping in my head pretty much since i was in elementary school <laughs> of but, if i was in mm, charge things that would might be illegal yeah what is on your list oh gosh man i'll have to think about it but uh, well gum public gum chewing oh yeah would be one <laughs> anyone goes to jail if that's if that's happening someone
2: um, was chewing gum the other day and i just thought oh, i hate you in your mouth i hate you in your mouth so much yeah and i rarely am like that i don't remember why i was in such a bad mood i, I could have punched him yeah but i just didn't say anything i was just like it'll be over soon he's got to run out of flavor soon he's gonna spit it out as one of my coworkers. i was like surely he'll spit it out surely you can't hit people at work you can't do it no you can't do it you can't that is
1: actually illegal <laughs> if you hit someone it's at true. your job. It's true. Well, just as well known as his wealth was Epstein's guarded personal reputation. He prided himself on playing his cards close to his chest, preferring to remain a mystery to his elite friends and business associates. I must buy. In an interview with Vanity Fair... The former CEO of Tiffany & Co. in the UK, Rosa Monckton, said of Epstein, You think you know him and then you
2: peel off another ring of the onion skin and there's something else extraordinary underneath. He never reveals his hand. He's a classic iceberg. What you see is not what you get, much like Shrek the Ogre.
1: It's <laughs> <Is> this from... <laughs> He's an
2: onion. Shre- oh. <laughs> just kidding. She just was saying that about it, but when I
1: read that, it made me think of the ogres are like onions. <laughs> Doesn't that? Yeah, I think so. I recently watched Shrek, but I don't remember that. But I'm always kind of half watching the yeah. shows that are on when I was watching them. You can't.
2: There's not a, enough like
1: you know. You you can't
2: watch every
1: kid show. Or just, I have watched them all. It's well, I mean, just at some point I gotta tune it out. Yeah. yeah, eventually you need to filter it. Yeah. Epstein was a jet setter, traveling the world with Ghislaine Maxwell, daughter of Robert Maxwell, a British media mogul and former member of Parliament. Mister Maxwell was also a fraudster lying about the profitability of a company while trying to sell it. It's kind of inverse insider trading. He was trying to pump up the figures right while he was trying to sell off one of the publishing companies. Gisline moved to the US in 1991 after her father purchased the New York Daily News. Her father accompanied her but soon flew to Moscow on business. In November of 1991, Robert Maxwell's body was found floating in the sea near the Canary Island near his luxury yacht named for his daughter. For years after her father's death, Maxwell maintained he was murdered, likely due to massive fraud and embezzling of pension funds discovered after Robert's death. However, the official cause of death was accidental suicide. Pretty much
2: anybody would listen to her. She said he didn't do he there's no way he didn't do it. He would never do that. But there was something like 400 million pounds of stolen. And so it's maybe when you get wind of an investigation, you think, well, I'm not going to make it out of here.
1: So they were saying he perhaps got drunk and fell overboard and accidentally
2: killed himself or well, something the like that? officials say he jumped off probably because he was going to be an investigation. She says a lot of bad people were after him. I think he got murdered. So if the official cause of death was accidental suicide... Oh, yeah, then he, maybe he got wasted or crashed the
1: boat or something. Okay. Yeah. Back in New York, Ghislaine Maxwell worked in a real estate office and hung out with the likes of Ivanka Trump and the son of Adnan Khashoggi, the Iran-Contra weapons dealer. It was around this time that she met Jeffrey Epstein. Boy, it sounds like a uh, round table of winners. Wow. (laughs) We got Ivanka. We got
2: Anand Khashoggi's son. We got Epstein. We got Ghislaine. That is a uh, motley crew. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name's geese and my father's a criminal hey welcome geese us too all of us <laughs> except for epstein's like oh no i'm actually maybe that's
1: off. why it was a, it's a criminal group. father group yeah they met in the basement of a church there were cookies and punch <laughs> and they all played cards yes by 1992 maxwell was well ingratiated into epstein's life she would hire fire and supervise his staff the two clearly had some type of romantic ties who would never outright confirm the nature of the relationship in Vanity Fair in 2003, author Vicky Ward reported that Epstein called Maxwell... My best friend. But at the same time, Maxwell was fraternizing with Prince Andrew, Queen Elizabeth's second son and former husband of the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, a.k.a. Fergie. The OG Fergie. The OG Fergie, man. This guy was also a piece of shit. Yeah. Real hound dog. A little bit of a free-for-all when you're mm. the second son of the queen. <laughs> yeah. Well, in March of 2005, a disturbing picture of who the mysterious billionaire might really be began to take shape when a distraught mother in Florida went to police claiming that her 14-year-old daughter had been molested by Jeffrey Epstein at his Palm Beach estate. According to the young victim, one evening, a fellow female classmate at Royal Palm Beach High School took her to the mansion. The classmate then proceeded to tell the girl she would give her money if she gave Epstein a massage. Local police began an investigation, which included digging through trash bins Epstein had left at the curb outside his home. In the trash, police found an incriminating piece of evidence, a phone message for Epstein with the victim's name on it, stamped at the same time the victim told police she was there. As investigators continued to sort through the trash, they discovered more phone messages with more numbers of young girls.
2: As the cops, you just have to think, oh, God, this is even worse than we thought.
1: Going through people's trash, you learn a lot. Dude. That's how they got Golden State Killer. hmm Leaving stuff by the curb, I don't think. You don't... Yeah. You, well, he wouldn't think because he's so... Thinks he's so above the law anyways that mm-hmm. this wouldn't be a, an issue. But it is, it is interesting that anything you leave leave out on the curb even as you and i is public domain true anyone Same. i mean have you seen the burbs yeah they just <laughs> dig on through it i wonder cuz later on a butler
2: flips on him right mm-hmm. i wonder if any of them thought well, let's just take all these and put these in like the trash right by the curb blackmail him or not or just think maybe the cops will oh. find them like i can't go to the cops cuz i'm scared of him and i'm scared for my job but if i just put them by the curb they, yeah, maybe they'll find them
1: had an inkling someone was investigating Investigators began contacting the girls and asking them about their relationship with Epstein. Time after time, they heard that Epstein had allegedly paid these girls, some as young as 14, to give him private massages at his New York and Palm Beach mansions. According to the victims, Epstein sexually assaulted and molested them during these encounters. He would then offer them money in exchange for finding him other young girls. In an interview with Fox. Courtney Wilde, one of Epstein's victims, said. He told me he wanted them as young as I could get them. It was never enough. I've seen pictures of some of these girls and they, I mean, they have braces. They're so little. They, I mean, and it's just when you have a kid, you see like your kid and everything in all Mm -hmm. of those situations. They don't. And I, last night I was saying to Tommy, I was like. They don't even look like women. They look Mm -hmm. like girls. And he's like, I think if they look like women, he wouldn't have wanted them. That's that's what she said. As young as it could get. He he was in. He wanted
2: them to look like girls. That that was what he was in part of. That was part of it. And also, I think he can't. I don't think a reasonable, rational person would look at a, you know, four foot five girl that weighs 90 pounds and has braces and say, oh, well, I thought she was 19. Right. There's just
1: no way. Hell no. There's no way. Members of Epstein's staff were also interviewed, who told police their employer had numerous girls come to the house at all hours of the day. Armed with a substantial amount of evidence, police obtained a search warrant and on October twentieth, two 2005, searched Epstein's mansion on El Brillo Way. The FBI collected mounds of evidence against Epstein and identified over 30 victims from New York, Florida, and New Mexico. For the next two years, the U.S. Attorney's Office went back and forth with Epstein's powerhouse legal team in attempts to negotiate a plea deal. I think that very first victim that reported
2: it, that was just the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And once the investigation started going on, it was that. Can you just imagine being an investigator and just sick to your stomach thinking there's more? There's got to be more. Oh, yeah. You know, even if you have 30 victims. And imagine how many more there are in addition to that. And you can't even find them. That's man. He really, I mean, and he had a racket going in all three
1: states. Yeah. With his jets. There's, yeah, definitely way more than 30. Well, then in August of 2007, U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida, Alex Acosta, entered into direct discussions regarding the plea agreement. Meanwhile, the victims, who had yet to see their day in court, were continuously told the, quote, investigation is ongoing. They kept being told, be patient. We're working it out. Just we're working totally it out. Totally in the dark Alex Acosta knew one of Epstein's defense attorneys. That attorney, Jay Lefkowitz, scheduled a meeting with Acosta at a hotel room, just the two of them, 70 miles away from Palm Beach, that resulted in Epstein's eventual plea deal. The Miami Herald reported that the sex trafficking charges against Epstein spanned nearly 53 pages in an early draft. However, after the meeting at the hotel, Acosta decided to reduce the charges Rather than the federal sex crimes, Epstein would plead guilty to state prostitution charges. This is just... Okay, so... This guy is a monster.
2: On one side, someone would say, that's no big deal. It's a defense attorney talking to a prosecutor. However, there's other... Alex Acosta is the chief, you know, he's the head, right? He's the Mm -hmm. U.S. attorney. So he's got a bunch of a Assistant U.S. Attorneys working underneath him. They've got investigators and staff working underneath them. Normally a plea deal would be held in the U.S. Attorney's Office or in the Defense Attorney's Office with multiple Not members. Not in a
1: hotel room
2: 70 miles away from everything. One on one. Yeah. With no cameras. No recording. No witnesses. Just a probably a steak and a bottle of red wine. <laughs> I was going to say, a bottle
1: of Jack. And a hat, fat handshake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on June 30th, 2008... Alex Acosta signed off on a plea deal for Epstein that let him get away with only a sex offender registration and 18 months in jail, of which he served 13. In addition, Epstein pleaded guilty to one count of solicitation of prostitution and one count of solicitation of prostitution with a minor under the age of 18. Let's recap. He has repeatedly assaulted
2: at least, at least 30 children. Underage women. Underage girls. At least and yet mm-hmm. the plea and and he's done it across state lines mm-hmm. in his jet multiple state lines with helpers which mm-hmm. we call that conspiracy to commit sex trafficking and he's i'm sorry you agree to let him plead to solicitation which doesn't even mean you had sex with a prostitute it means that you you asked for it you asked a girl it's it's saying yes. it was consensual well and you say would you like some money and we'll have some sex
1: adult yes one, yes, the fact that, count? and then one count of, of asking a minor under the age of 18 to have sex with him. I, one count. a Aghast. So two counts each. This is what we call 13 months in jail. Special rich people treatment. Yes, special rich white people treatment. Yes, also that. Well, typically 13 months in jail is no cakewalk. Unless you're Jeffrey Epstein. In this Palm Beach prison, according to the Miami Herald, Epstein was allowed to leave the jail on a daily basis for up to 12 hours per day and continue life as normal in the jail's work release program. Well,
2: that sounds nice. He gets to work. He's a productive member of society. Get three meals a day. Christy, what was he doing while he
1: was away? (laughs) Well, further investigations revealed that these work days were filled with even more sex with at least two women. The tryst occurred at the offices of his organization, the Florida Science Foundation. Caitlin Doe, the woman who sued Epstein in August of 2019 for acts that occurred in years prior, alleged that Epstein was quite literally able to commit federal sex trafficking offenses at his work
2: release offices during his jail sentence. The the real... unsavory thing too is when you're on work release you don't just get the keys to a car a deputy drives you around and supervises Mm. you so did the deputy turn around did the deputy get paid did the deputy get tricked the old switcheroo and they trick him to one go with option b which was he got a fat stack of cash or turn in the other cheek man that's crazy to think what's what's your integrity worth we had this conversation yeah we've had it several times
1: (laughs) you just can't live with yourself i couldn't i mean some people i think some people i don't know i i feel like people that do those types of things when they're they're going to bed at nine it's just them they've got to think about it and think man i'm a real piece of shit (laughs) But then the next day, they get up and go out to their freaking Maserati and drive to work. And they're like, eh, all right. It's another day. I mean, think of this. I mean, think of Jeffrey Epstein overall. He knew what he was doing was wrong. He hid it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're hiding it, you know it's wrong and Correct. illegal. Yes. Regarding Epstein's 13-month sentence, the Miami Herald said it is...
2: One of the most lenient sentences for a serial sex offender in U.S. history. Let's let that sink in for a second. Most lenient Sentence in U.S. history. And he was a serial sex offender because I found Absolutely. documentation as early as 1999 and as late as now, like as late as 2018, that this was still going yeah. on. Yeah. So He had decades of decades attacking women, yes. attacking children, I underage
1: mean, and women sure and adults, underage adults. As well. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah.
2: But both. He had decades of being a sex predator, and they let him not go to jail for real. They let him sleep in a jail and attack and sleep people, sleep with a bunch of women, attack people during the day. Yeah, this is not a great look for this. Uh, this I don't Miami think so. person. Yeah, but I will say, and we've, we've quoted it a bunch of times, the Miami Herald. This is just. I mean, oh,
1: they've got a whole perversion series of called perversion of justice. That's what really blew, blew the lid off of everything that kind of happened back then. Julie K. Brown is the author behind the series and she does a phenomenal job. It is, I think, six or seven parts, maybe. It's worth the read though, if you want to really like dive deep. Mm -hmm. Because we, we're scratching the surface. This, we, like Heather and I said off air, we could do an eight episode on on this monster. Yes. And I'm sure there's going to be several podcasts that come out and do just that. Yeah. So if you want to really deep dive into it, check out that My, Miami Herald series. And it shows
2: the importance of a journalist who says, I'm not going to give up. I'm not right. going to quit. No, there is something here. And this man who just got appointed as the secretary of labor was had his fingers all in this yeah. pie.
1: I and saying she gets... Whatever kind of award. Pulitzer, Peabody, whatever they get. Because,
2: no, she's like, no, I'm not letting this go. Good for her. So why
1: did Epstein get off so lightly? Why would Alex Acosta accept such a low plea deal? According to American Lawyer, the answer lies in an old adage. It's not what you know, but who you know. Although it is normal for prosecutors and defense attorneys to meet... The Justice Department is currently investigating this specific meeting between Acosta and Epstein's attorney. Some ethics experts like John B. Harris, an attorney who specializes in ethics and white-collar crime, who spoke to Law.com, believe the location and circumstances of the meeting is what will inevitably suggest
2: special treatment in the public's mind and the appearance that Acosta was trying to hide his conduct. And it's true. He was doing it away from his staff. So he knew it was, he knew Again, he wouldn't, I mean. Cat covering up shit on a marble floor. <laughs> Is that a real saying? You never heard that? No. Like a cat covering up shit on a marble floor. Because if a cat shits on a marble floor, you know, cats like scrape. Yes, there. it'll just be everywhere. Correct, yeah. You can't hide it.
1: I've never heard that. The other day in you a. You heard that? In an improv show, we were playing the game, this game called Slips, where you get suggestions from the audience and you write them down on the slips of paper and then. The people that are playing the game have to work it into whatever they're saying. And this man yelled out this aphorism. I don't know if he made it up on the spot or it was a real thing, but it was something to the effect of "Some people think you can't get fat off a grease pit." Or so. I, it was it was it was something even crazier than that. But I was like, "Can a southern thing just anybody can make up a southern aphorism?" Oh yeah, scooting a chair across
2: the floor may leave a mark, but it'll get you where you're going. And you're like, "That's <laughs> yeah. I just made that up." Yeah, yeah. that's just not I mean, a thing.
1: Yeah, you s- sniff a magnolia too long you're gonna get flies up your nose right. <laughs> i don't know it's a really good one <laughs> but anything can be
2: anything write us write us with your fake southern athletes. oh i love it yeah just write them in i
1: feel like they have to be any it has to be southern yes too. you have to say it in a, a country accent the book i'm reading right now which is fantastic where the crawdads sing takes place in north carolina and they're like in backwoods swamps and they've got some really good ones good. too i love a good sound. Well, in July of 2019, amidst controversy and allegations, Acosta, who had since been appointed to labor secretary for the Trump administration, willingly resigned from his position. As reported by CBSNews.com, of his departure, Acosta said, As I look forward, I do not think it is right
2: and fair for this administration's Labor Department to have Jeffrey Epstein as the focus
1: rather than the incredible economy we have today. Well, that's one way to frickin' circumvent the issue. Let's what just you talk about the said, economy. What you should have said is, I'm sorry
2: that I was shitty at my <laughs> yeah. last job and Leslie don't deserve this yes. one. But no, people like to fell upward. Yep. And I'm frankly, Alex Acosta looks too much like Ted Cruz. It's unsettling. He does. It's very confusing. Yeah. There was a picture of him sitting kind of sideways on a stage, looking away, and I thought that's why they have a picture. Ted. He kind of looks
1: like a cross between Ted Cruz and Alan Dershowitz. Oh, okay, interesting. Like if they had a baby together, weird love child. A weird love
2: child. But yeah, your apology. What we what you should you, have said there was that you're sorry, where, yeah, for the thing you did, but you didn't do that. President Trump went on to say Acosta
1: was uh, a great labor secretary, not a good one. He went on to defend Acosta's actions in the Epstein plea deal, saying that initially people were happy with the outcome, but then later changed their minds. By people, you mean Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) He was super stoked. I'll tell you what people weren't happy, and that's all of his victims. They were
2: real pissed, and they have been ever since the deal came down.
1: This is not a new thing. No. While Acosta did call Epstein's actions despicable during the press conference in which he announced his resignation he never once offered a public apology to Epstein's many victims for the way things were handled or the abuse they endured. As CBS News reported, when asked if he would offer the same plea deal had this happened in 2019, Acosta replied, We
2: live in a very different world. Today's world treats victims very, very differently. Today, our judges do not allow victim shaming by defense attorneys. This quote, to me, indicates that his argument, excuse, justification for his behavior would be that he feared that putting these 30 victims on the stand would then result in lefkowitz maybe lefkowitz said we're gonna say all kinds of stuff about these we're gonna we're gonna destroy these women's lives lives. we're gonna destroy all of them and maybe alex acosta will argue that he was trying to save them however fuck you (laughs) i don't buy it no it's a great, it's a great excuse to try to make yourself look good. Yes, to say, because you're
1: making yourself
2: a victim I, as well. Yeah, I did this like to save other people. It's like, no, f you, man. You did that because that was your pal, and because, and uh, there's another quote from Alex Acosta, and I could find the source, but he said. Between 20, 2008 and 2019, so before Labor Secretary stuff, someone said, hey, what was up with that plea deal? Why'd you do that? And Acosta goes, oh, well, um, you know some higher up in the DOJ kind of said, you know, he's kind of an intelligence asset, so, you know, don't say anything. So was that true? Is Acosta trapped between a rock and a hard place where you have our current... have seen pay him off? Or our current administration, maybe our current administration or any of the previous administrations... We're tied up in this tryst that Mm -hmm. basically a message comes down from William Barr, the head of the Department of Justice, comes down and says, I'm not going to tell you why, but don't fuck with this guy. Because so Epstein has photos of who knows? Oh, yeah, Clinton. Prince Andrew Clinton and Trump, Trump and
1: Prince Andrew were all known to be friends with him. They all ran in the same circle. They flew on his planes to There's his island records of them going to his private island.
2: Well, and who knows if he has photos of them? That's one thing. But what if he also has photos of Vladimir Putin or Kim Jong Un sure. or some dictator that they and they say and they're like, this is going to start a fucking World War three. Well, and they're like, well, Epstein has the pictures. We can't if he shows those pictures, it's fine. I mean, we don't want him. Ideally, you don't want him to show the president pictures. But if he shows those, he is an intelligence asset. And he may have made that known to any number of higher up people and say they said all the little St. James, his stupidly named yeah. island, was fully wired with video and audio.
1: I'm sure. I mean, he was a smart man. Yeah, he was I'm calculating. I'm sure he was blackmailing the shit out of a mm-hmm. ton of people. So we're giving Alex. And had a ton of information on them that they were wrapped up in this too. And we're giving Alex Acosta shit. And I think he is trying to
2: save face for himself, but who's to say right. it, it wasn't corruption shit runs downhill that it wasn't corruption, buddy, buddy, him and Jay Lefkowitz were buddies in making this deal, which some uh, places have made it sound like, but another quote from him said, Hey man, they said this is above your pay grade. Yeah. Don't fuck with this guy. And you kind of got to go, okay. Yeah.
1: And I mean, that could very well be true. So uh, I don't know. I don't put also, anything past our government.
2: A freaking burn on Alex Acosta though.
1: Well, the Palm Beach County Sheriff, Rick Bradshaw, is also being fiercely criticized and now finds himself the target of an investigation by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement for his lack of oversight of Epstein during the work release program. Rather than work at his science foundation, Epstein seduced a young girl to fly to Florida where he had sex with her. All while being allegedly monitored by deputies from Sheriff Bradshaw's own office. And then there's the other two women that he's having sex with too. So it sounds like he was not He really, was doing whatever. Nothing changed. It wasn't really slowing down. He just, For wasn't, he him, wasn't, he he wasn't, just wasn't at his mansion. Using his house. Well, it wasn't until a month after Acosta had signed off on Epstein's plea deal that his victims would learn that this was the outcome and there would be no trial. Angry and in disbelief, they decided to seek justice in another way through the Crime Victims' Rights Act. This federal law creates certain rights for victims, including allowing them to file lawsuits in court to overturn plea deals. The victims filed emergency petitions to try and force prosecutors to abide by laws set forth in the CVRA, but quickly ran into some roadblocks. One problem was Epstein did not enter into an actual plea deal. He entered into a non-prosecution agreement with the federal government. This is a deal that is struck before formal charges are brought.
2: So if you're charged with something, they say, do you plead guilty or not guilty? And then they say, if you plead guilty, you get this deal. Well, in this case, they say, we're about to charge you with all this stuff. This is all about to happen. And then a not, an NPA is, well, we won't prosecute you if you do these things. So his NPA was, we won't prosecute you federally if you plead. In a way, it's a plea deal. But the agreement between Epstein and the federal government was a non-prosecution agreement versus the deal between him and Florida was a plea deal.
1: So it's all semantics, essentially. It's, it's
2: lawyer to, speak. Yeah, cover, cover your ass. So that was the government's argument. Well, it's not really a plea deal with us. Their argument can be with Florida, but it's a federal law. So they can only seek reprieve
1: from or seek redress from the federal government. When Epstein's victims filed suit, arguing that they had a right to be informed of his deal and therefore had a right to overturn the deal, the government argued that because it was not technically a plea deal, the victims did not have the right to bring the suit at all. They put forth the law. I mean... They, had, they were throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what would stick. Right. The government also put forth several other possible arguments, that the victims could seek justice in another state because the deal only applied to southern Florida, where U.S. Attorney Alex Acosta was in charge. Crimes had also been committed in New York and New Jersey, so the government argued victims could go there to get help.
2: Their other small technical problem with this was the non-plea agreement said not... We will f- not file charges in the Southern District of Florida and will not file federal charges in the Southern District of Florida. It just said we, the Department of Justice, will not file federal charges. But it was signed Alex Acosta. So they were saying had this not ended the way it ended, that potentially Epstein's lawyers could argue all federal charges were barred by this agreement mm, from way back when. Interesting. I think it would be for only the things that he'd done before that because he, let me say. But he they didn't. would have been
1: tied up in court for years. Yeah, oh, for, to for sure. Figure that for out. sure. that out. Yeah.
2: I mean, you have Alan Dershowitz as your lawyer. You will at least, it'll at least delay the inevitable. Yeah.
1: It wouldn't be until 2013 that a judge would disagree with the government and side with the victims in a hearing on a motion to dismiss. The judge interpreted the CVRA to apply to all deals, both plea deals and non-prosecution agreements like Epstein's. He also said that the victims had a right not to be lied to by prosecutors and to seek justice where they were located, in Florida. Yeah, basically the judge said this is
2: abhorrent behavior. Good for him. The... While you struck after, well, after you struck this deal, the victims came to you and said, "What's the status of the case?" And you went, "Well, we're working on it. Let us it's know."
1: Negotiations.
2: And, you fucking liar! Yeah. No, by you, then you boldface lied the to them. Ink was dry yeah. on the deal, like with by days or weeks, yeah. and they lied to their faces.
1: The judge did not, however, vacate Epstein's deal or issue a decision after both sides later filed for summary judgment on February twenty first, two thousand nineteen. Judge Kenneth Mara ruled that the CVRA had been violated by the government and that the government had to work with the victims within 15 days to determine what remedy should apply, if any. The parties were deadlocked as of May 2019. In June, victims demanded an apology and that the investigation be reopened. The government responded that yes, the victims should have been made aware of the deal before it was entered into. But the government also claimed that it has discretion to prosecute someone or not, So the government argued that it did not have to reopen the case at the time. Additionally, all attorneys at the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of Florida are required to take training in the CVRA. What's kind of the problem with the CVRA is it's a great
2: statute if it's actively if the case is kind of actively being pled, prosecuted. In this case, it's years later. Yeah. And so some of the only... Well, in their defense, they tried to enact it within as soon as they found out about it. This is the wheels of justice are crushing victims. I mean, this is just fully getting in their way. They filed emergency motions. They filed exactly when they should have. As soon as they found out about it. The government lied to them and told them it was cool. But they luckily they had this judge that said, no, I'm not buying this line of malarkey from the the government. In this case, the only kind of redress would have been to reopen the investigation Mm -hmm. and then Really, the only punishment, though, unfortunately, because you kind of have, like, prosecutorial immunity and stuff,
1: is like, we'll do training so they don't do this again. But would there have been, had this not ended the way that it ends, yes. would there have been charges brought against him still, like federal charges or any kind of repercussions for him? Could have been in Florida. So that was the two... um the two filings
2: that were made, the judge said, go work this out amongst yourselves. Yeah. Come back to me. They said, well, we're deadlocked. And the judge said, OK, well, what do you each want? And we'll try to find a, a middle ground. And the victim said, we want an apology. We want you to reopen the Florida. Yeah, They weren't
1: even asking for money. No, they didn't want money. They're yeah. like, we
2: want an apology. And we want the Florida investigation to be reopened. And the government said, well, will we feel bad for what happened non-apology Yeah. and that's also not an apology. we have dis- prosecutorial discretion we think this case is old we think we shouldn't have to bring it we don't think a judge can force us to bring it there's also arguments that could have been made on epstein's behalf of double jeopardy or due process mm. that this is he he copped a deal yeah the deal's signed the deal has been served can you charge him again for things yeah that i mean
1: because as big of a piece of shit as he is he didn't have anything to do with that part of it. With the deal. He just paid a really yeah, good lawyer. He, yeah, his lawyer. I mean, so the lawyers are the ones that should have penalties against them in whatever way or be charged with something. But, yeah, I mean, he just got the good end of the deal of that. Well, in July of 2009, Epstein was released from prison and placed on very loose house arrest terms. He also had to register as a sex offender in New York and the Virgin Islands, where his private island was located. However, he did not have to register in New Mexico, where his ranch was located. It was at this ranch that Epstein reportedly had plans to carry out his most sinister desires. Mm-hmm. This makes me want to vomit. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Heather's whoa, just shaking. Her head I have no.
2: When I, it's, so it's I, vomit material. As I was reading this in Fredericksburg, Texas, and doing some research with a glass, of, a cup of coffee by the by the little window, watching the deers run by, one of our friends that was with us, Sally, was like, "So." You know what he was doing at that ranch? I said, I hadn't read that far. She's like, go find the New York Times article. Yeah. And I sat there and I said, I'm so sorry. I know we're supposed to be having a moment with our... You have to stop talking for a moment. And (laughs) she goes, read it, read it. And I sat there and was like...
1: Well, the New York Times reported hearing from multiple sources that Epstein wanted to use his New Mexico ranch as a base where
2: women would be inseminated with his sperm and would give birth to his babies." Borderline Nazi. Oh, yeah. Master
1: race. I don't even think borderline.
2: He, like, got scientists to go out there that were kind of like, I don't know if I can really advise you
1: (laughs) on this. He was like, did you want $3 billion for your project? They're They're like, I can look the other way. Yeah. And that's that's been his whole life. You pay somebody enough money, they'll look the other way. Yikes. Money is... Corruption, man. Man. People will do... Bend their morals and ethics so far... And break for ever. I mean, like they say, everyone has a price. I like to think I don't. I like to think no matter how much money, if he had come to me and said, Christy, I've got a great idea. Do I get pregnant? <laughs> come, come to New Mexico with me. This is, and he was like, I'll give you billions of dollars if you find me 10 girls that I, I can't imagine in a, any world I would have said yes to that. The weird thing to it's me. It's money. It's only money. It's only money. And you know what? I think
2: that comes from being people who understand that money isn't the be-all, end-all. It's important. It's right up there with breathing and water and things that we need to survive, right? But an overwhelming amount of water is going to drown you, right? I mean, you if
1: you... And unlike those other things, you can survive without money. Correct. It, It is harder. Yes. But maybe it's because if you, like... Are so used to this amount of money, you can't understand how other people wouldn't want the same thing. Like, it's just so much that you think, well, I can buy anything. Yeah.
2: Your sense of reality is completely warped. And I think, and I'm glad, oh, girl, sidebar, I watched and bawled my eyes out over Untouchable, the Harvey Weinstein documentary. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, so good. Yeah. But that is a case of a person who has, he was, his... His currency was less money. He did have a lot of money, yeah. but he wasn't Epstein wealthy. No. His currency was this rare power in the industry, in the film industry, yeah. to say, I can make you and I can break yeah. you. And it's heart-wrenching yeah. to watch what these women went through and the the women that turned him down and that they their careers suffered or the women that he screamed at in the streets. And it's... But it's this currency. And I wonder if you have an overabundance of a type of currency... How that's what corrupts you, right? That you, yes. you don't have to worry about the implications because you'll never run out. He thought. Right. Epstein thought. Yes. Weinstein thought. But yeah, Weinstein said, I'm the motherfucking sheriff of this shithole town and I can make or break you and do whatever I want. And so when you think for with Epstein, he just had unlimited amounts yeah. of money. You just think, well, I can never run out. So I can do whatever I yeah. want because there'll always be you more power I mean, or money. You don't accept no. Yeah
1: in more than one way. Seriously,
2: and, and all these women suffer as a result.
0: Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better.
1: Well, despite disgusting and illegal comments, like Epstein made, he maintained his relationships with his rich and powerful friends like Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Donald Trump. In a 2002 interview with New York Magazine, Trump was even quoted as saying, It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do, and many of them are on the younger side. I gotta work on my Trump. (laughs) Trump's a hard one. Yeah. He, Trump also said that, He, You know, Epstein loved his social life. I mean, it was well-known amongst all of these people that he liked to party with very young girls. They knew that he was doing more than just partying with them. And it's hard for me to reconcile that if you're around all of that, you're not also participating. Yeah.
2: At what point does non-action
1: become action? Even if you're not assaulting them the fact that you're not doing anything to prevent him still makes you accountable and the danger
2: becomes when you're around that it then becomes normalized yes much like the alexander pope poem that my teacher taught us that would you like to hear sure vice is a monster of so frightful mean that to be hated is but to be seen yet seen too oft familiar with her face we first endure then pity then embrace Mm. so she used to tell us you guys don't go if kids are out you know, doing drugs or having sex or drinking beer. If you're, the, you go, well, they're my friends. I'll just go and watch, and you yeah. kind of just go, well, I'll just suffer through it. And then you go, well, I feel bad for him. You know, he's drunk. And then they go, hey, well, do you want to try some? You know, that sort of. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope of being around it and being so immersed in it that you kind of go, well, you know, it's he's not getting caught and it's not so bad yeah. and he's having a lot of fun. And at what point do you you go from inaction to action? You know, to yeah. Absolutely. becoming a perpetrator as as well. I think of that though. Anytime in in these cases of like, well, I didn't really, you know, I don't want to stop him. I didn't know what to do. You know, sometimes even if you can't, it's hard. If you're in a rock and a hard place, this is your job. You can't speak up. This is the only way you can help your family. I mean, what do you do? It's hard.
1: Well, the billionaire had got off with a slap on the wrist for his crimes, but his victims refused to be silenced by September of 2009. Twelve women had filed civil lawsuits, claiming that Epstein had molested them while they were underage. Around the same time, Alfredo Rodriguez, one of Epstein's butlers, went to the FBI with a trove of information on his former boss. I think that the danger
2: in civil lawsuits is that formerly, before I think our new climate's a little bit different... But it was not so long ago that a woman would sue a man for some sort of sexual misconduct and everyone said she's just looking for a payday. The reason why, if everyone wants to know, you would file a civil lawsuit is, oh, I don't know. Your U.S. attorney failed the shit out of you with a plea deal. And also the burden of proof is much lower in a civil suit. It's not beyond a reasonable doubt. And so you have a little bit better.
1: (sighs) He's not good. There's tons of criminal cases OJ, for OJ. example, where they are found not guilty in criminal court and then found guilty in civil court. Yes. It is very, very common practice.
2: Yes. So I think back, you know, back in the day, National Enquirer of like woman looking to cash in yeah. on a thing, she, a lie that especially she Especially if it's char- claims of sexual abuse. She's a gold digger or whatever. Yeah. And I think back then that's now it's a lot more. We believe women. We believe victims. We believe survivors. But back then, you know, that's super brave for them to do that, Yes, especially definitely. after the Justice Department failed them so bad.
1: Well, according to Rodriguez, Epstein regularly had nude underage girls hanging out by his pool. Rodriguez knew his employer was having sex with these girls and even provided a black book filled with hundreds of names and numbers of the victims. While Rodriguez was later charged with obstruction of justice and sentenced to federal prison, he passed away in 2015 before having to serve his time. So would he have been charged with that because he at the time didn't do anything? Yeah, maybe before if the, he had like been... Like we were just talking about, you're
2: an, uh, an accessory to all of this? Yeah, and maybe if he had been questioned, or I, honestly, I didn't look into his charges as much, but if he had been questioned, or if they had said, hey, do you have any evidence or anything? And, and he then said no the later time. on, he comes back and goes, I've had this book for 10 years. Yeah. They're like, okay, well,
1: <laughs> you should have given that you to us. You would think that he... I don't know, would have struck some kind of deal that, like, if I give you this, then could you please? Well, and they
2: may have said, oh, well, we're going to charge you with conspiracy to commit sex trafficking unless you plead to federal obstruction. And then he goes, "Okay, I'll take that one. He
1: may have just pled down. Well, over the next few years, the civil lawsuits continued to mount with new evidence being introduced, including the black book provided by Rodriguez and flight logs of Epstein's private planes from the early 2000s. Allegations that Epstein and Maxwell had been operating an international sex trafficking operation, with Maxwell acting as his madam, also began to surface. This must be... Because she's rich. She's rich and she's denying everything. Well, she's rich and she's powerful. So,
2: what's the motivation here? Was she into weird sex stuff, too?
1: I mean... Power? That's a good question. We've seen it, like, with Rainieri. hmm I think she kind of the same thing like with what's her name from Allison Mack? mac yes like she is still responsible and needs to be held accountable for her actions was she also a victim well and was she, this geese maxwell also a victim or he just got a hold of her when she was young enough to and she was yeah into it. i i don't think she i think I don't she think was she brainwashed no I, I think she was it may be into him
2: Maybe, or and, and I'll do anything to make you like me. Yeah. And he said, I don't know if we have this in that one. He had to have three orgasms a day. It was, oh, a, he requirement. Had to. It was he a requirement. It was a requirement. He said it was like eating. So
1: breakfast, lunch, dinner. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Wow. That so, is a lot.
2: You know, if you like this guy so much that he says, I have to have this many orgasms.
1: Or who knows? From yeah. young And who age. knows what he has on you, maybe. True. She's fraternizing with Prince Andrew and all sorts of stuff like Maybe he's blackmailing her. Who knows? I mean, she's denying that she has any wrongdoing in any of this. So it'll be interesting to see what continues to come out and what happens with her. In early July of this year, Epstein had just landed in New Jersey's Teterboro Airport when he was met by agents with the FBI NYPD Crimes Against Children's Task Force. He was placed under arrest on charges of sex trafficking minors in New York and Florida between 2002 and 2005. That same night, federal agents conducted a search of the billionaire's Upper East Side townhouse in Manhattan, where they found a safe filled with thousands of nude photographs of underage girls. Well, like we talked with Billy Jensen, there are a lot of villains in this, but there
2: are also heroes. Yes. And this task force the DOJ now, the FBI now, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of Florida and in Manhattan, in the Southern District of New York and in New Jersey. And the Bureau of Prisons, even, you know, after his arrest, have all been above board reporting things, going after him, getting the most evidence that they could. I think they said the investigation started in like late 2018 and they wanted to get as much as they could get on him. So they it would stick. There's not going
1: to be a plea deal this time. Well, there's definitely not going to be a plea deal. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. The 14 page indictment charges Epstein with sex trafficking and conspiracy to commit sex trafficking. The indictment alleges that Epstein, from 2002 to 2005, recruited and seduced underage girls to give him massages at his mansions in Manhattan and Palm Beach, Florida. During these massages, Epstein would grope the victims and typically masturbate himself or encourage the victim to masturbate him. He would then give victims hundreds of dollars in cash and offer them more cash to recruit other girls. In doing this, he created a vast network of underage girls in both locations for sexual exploitation.
2: This is a very carefully worded and well-written indictment that is clearly made to scoop up other people. What do
1: you mean by scoop up other people? People like, Im- people that were involved in this, not other just Other
2: perps. Yeah, yes. As, uh, other perpetrators. Because it talks about what he does, but at every turn, it manages to mention which were procured by his employees, yes. which were provided to him by people on his staff, which Jeffrey Epstein and others known and unknown. I mean, it's just hammers that this was not... Um, this, he couldn't have done this there's by no himself. Way. There's no way. But it just hammers in. This was not a man acting alone,
1: and it's probably not the only person we're going to go after. Yes. Well, good. While U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman has not publicly specified what made his office decide to pursue charges after all these years, he did attribute it to stellar investigative journalism. With the extensive Miami Herald article reported by Julie K. Brown coming out in November of 2018, shortly after Acosta was made Secretary of Labor, it is safe to assume the evidence presented in that article allowed for the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York to start their investigation— and for more victims to file their lawsuits. This is just a case of the
2: right people are now empowered, yes. whether journalists, U.S. attorneys, or attorneys and victims are now empowered to just say, you know what, let's, all, let's go after them, let's do it.
1: Berman has also made it very clear that the plea deal made in 2008 has no bearings on this case and has encouraged other women that may have been victims of Epstein to come forward. In an interview with The New York Times, he went on to say, They deserve their day in court, and we are proud to
2: stand up for them by bringing this indictment. This man's a hero. Yes, absolutely. I said, this is somebody, this is the kind of person you want to be a U.S. attorney who goes, I don't give a fuck how rich you are, what you know, who you know, I don't care. You are harming children, and we will stop you. Yes.
1: Well, Epstein pleaded not guilty to all charges, believing that he had already settled this matter back in 2008. In an interview with the New York Times, his lawyer, Reed Weingarten, said... To use this indictment is essentially a do-over. This is old stuff. This is ancient stuff. How flippant and arrogant. This is ancient stuff. These are 14-year-old girls that were... Raped by this man. Yes, this is ancient stuff. I don't care if it happened ago. I don't give a fuck ago. if it happened in BC. They need to go. Justice was never served, and they need their day in court, and they need their voices heard. Seriously, and I think statute of
2: limitations on oh, sex crimes, particularly sexual assault or assault against children, non full like because a lot of states have increased the statute of limitations yes. on rape, but. Other adjacent sexual assaults and offenses, the there statute should be of limitations, no, sexual,
1: no statute of limitations on sexual assault, in my opinion. I agree. Well, Epstein also maintained all the sexual encounters with his accusers were consensual and that they were of legal age. However, the victims have said he absolutely knew they were underage because they outright told him. And some also they straight up look
2: like they're teenagers. Yes. And I think in some of them, they said, I walked in the room and he said, tell me your name. And they said, you know, Jane Doe. And he said, how old are you, Jane Doe? And they said, 14. And he said, oh, great. Let's do a massage. You know, it's like yeah. it was part that was part of the excitement. He didn't say, oh, you're 18. You're 18. Aren't 18 you? Right. Right. Link, no. Yeah. He was fully aware. And that, like Tommy said, if they looked older or they lied, he wouldn't want. them. And
1: then you have
2: Courtney Wilde saying he couldn't get him young enough. And he told the the P the finders. Get me, get me anybody younger. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Epstein didn't work alone, as we've mentioned. As we know, Maxwell allegedly helped find victims and the indictment alleges that Epstein worked and conspired with others,
2: including employees and associates who facilitated his conduct by contacting victims and scheduling their sexual encounters with Epstein.
1: And that happened in both New York and
2: Florida. This is federal sex trafficking. If you put a girl on a plane in Florida and fly her to New York, or
1: vice versa, Out you have Mexico trafficked in underage victims. And uh, well, Virgin Islands is still in the US, U.S. jurisdiction, but and that was probably by design. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, he's got them all over the place. This is textbook sex trafficking, yeah.
2: and with all the helpers, cons- textbook conspiracy. Yeah.
1: The indictment specifically names that two assistants employed by Epstein would greet victims at the Palm Beach residence. The indictment only calls them Employee 2 and Employee 3, but the FBI likely knows the identity of these employees and is in the process of investigating them as part of the conspiracy charges. Employee 2 would contact victims by phone and schedule encounters. Again, how do you sleep at night? mm Well,
2: you're about to be sleeping on a cot with three hots because you're going to jail. Mm. He ain't alive to protect you now. His whatever safe full of dirt he has on the government is not going to protect you.
1: On July 18th, a judge denied Epstein bail, stating that his massive wealth and access to private planes made him a huge flight risk. With his bail being denied, Epstein was required to stay in the Metropolitan Correctional Facility. Good. Fuck this guy. You don't Fuck get him
2: hard. You don't get house arrest. You don't get work released. You're going you're to going jail. You're going to jail like everybody else that would, oh. if they had done this, would have gone if to if you jail. imagine that judge, you imagine how good that felt. was oh, like, oh, man. no bail. bomb bum, bum. 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 Mm.
1: That's the best gavel ring
2: you're ever going to yes. have. Yeah, satisfying. Mm. And the the guard that ch- closes the door shut and clicks Very the, satisfying. Man, clicks the... I imagine there's a giant key probably now it's computers, but
1: in my mind, <laughs> I still mind, like to think there's a giant key. It's a big, key. one giant key. Yes. Well, paparazzi photos on July 23rd showed a lifeless Jeffrey Epstein being wheeled away from the Metropolitan Correctional Center. According to TMZ, he had been found injured and semi-conscious in his cell. He was placed on suicide watch in the special housing unit and evaluated by psychiatric professionals. Shout out to TMZ.
2: They did a lot of reporting on this. TMZ is the only news that my mom watches.
1: TMZ is usually factual, but they have do not give a shit about morals or ethics. No, they will get all up in anybody's business at any time of the day to get that story. I like reading TMZ. I cannot stand their show. The show is uh, erratic it's and just all of them are m- monsters and have the worst personalities it's very uh, flashy and shouting yes there's, I, a, lot there's
2: shouting. a lot of yelling yeah. i do love the tmz website though because you can see some nasty shit on there but yes tmz the television show is the only it's news the worst, but i do well fox, she watches fox not fox news the local fox affiliate with an insane news anchor named tim ryan who just doesn't give a shit and yells all the time she it should be on TMZ. Love this guy, and then she watches TMZ. That's her only source for news. I mean, if it wasn't on TMZ, she goes, if it wasn't on TMZ, it didn't happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Epstein was all over TMZ, so the truth. she's right in this case. I literally was
2: googling Jeffrey Epstein suicide attempt TMZ. So <laughs> I, like, I want with the TMZ because they do time, they do break it down they, into nice timelines and do timelines. There's bullet photos, points, bullet yeah. points. Yeah, it's great. And they have all. They have a lot of juicy inside sources. They do, yeah. That's cause I'm telling you.
1: They have no they morals and ethics. They don't give a shit. They just want the story. Well, there is yet to be a conclusion as to what happened to Epstein in his cell on July 23rd. There has been speculation that it was a legitimate suicide attempt, simply a cry for help, self-inflicted injuries to try and get a jail transfer, or an attack by another inmate or guard. Six days later, on July 29th, for reasons that are unclear. Epstein was taken off of Suicide Watch and sent back to the MCC. The MCC had been a far cry from the cushy Florida digs Epstein stayed in before. One prior inmate told the New York Post that it was worse than Guantanamo Bay because Guantanamo Bay is more relaxed. Can you imagine being... It's a bad review. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a bad Yelp review. Very bad. Uh Not as relaxed as Guantanamo Bay. Two stars. <laughs> not as relaxed as Guantanamo Two. That's more than I would have given it. There's food there still. So have oh, okay. That's and they true. have
2: that one giant key.
1: <laughs> Although famous criminals such as El Chapo and Bernie Madoff have briefly called the walls of MCC home... The place is allegedly infested with rats and suffers from constant staffing shortages, requiring exhausted guards to work overtime. The one good thing about this is there's an
2: investigation into the standards of. I don't. I mean, it sucks that anybody has to go to jail. Does it? It's if, if they didn't do it. If they did do it, it's this great. guy deserved to go to jail. Fully, it's amazing that he went to jail. It was the first time in his entire life where he a hundred times deserved to go to jail yeah. and he went there one time. Yeah. However. I think they should have humane conditions. There shouldn't be rats. Sure, sure, sure. There shouldn't be rats.
1: What if the rats are like, um, the mice in Cinderella? Then that's
2: amazing, and you're lucky because they're bringing you cheese, yeah, and, and making corn. you clothes and <laughs> stuff. When they sing you a little song. So we don't know what kind of rats these are. I think it remains to be seen the type of rats. Let's
1: not rat blame. That's right. Until so we know, we need to know the the I do agree. Rats. Prisons are. I mean, we talk all the time about prison reform, and they should be humane conditions.
2: Read Just Mercy, Ms. Shirtliff, my seventh and eighth grade English teacher, who I love very much, and I meet with her monthly. She told me to read this book, and I said, well, now you've ruined my life because all I want to do is fight for prison reform and, A, making sure that people that are wrongfully convicted aren't in jail or especially on death row, right. but B, humane conditions and air conditioning. And there's stories of facilities in Chicago and New York and Texas where there's no air conditioning. Yeah. and Yes, you maybe did. And people horrible. die from
1: heat exhaustion yes, or freezing. We're and, not
2: yeah. I don't want to live in a country where we torture human beings. Right.
1: I mean, I'm against the death penalty yes. regardless of what you've done. So, I am I, too. I agree with After that. After the Menendez brothers. Yeah, what's interesting when we started this podcast, you were pro death penalty. I was penalty. very pro death penalty. And in earlier episodes you even talk about yes. how some people deserve the death penalty. I thought it I you was have the Menendez brothers, I thought Menendez it was something turned, else. That the Menendez brothers turned you.
2: It was Eric Menendez and now he's like a counselor. And I have this idea of like We're all we all should strive to do good. And if you kill somebody, then you've cut off any ability for them to do any good. Like it's a waste for everyone. So Eric Menendez, they could have killed him when he was 19. They could have executed when he was 19. Brian Stevenson, in his book, Just Mercy, he puts forth the, the theory that murder is the only crime that we do an eye for an eye for. He said, if you rape somebody, we don't take you to jail and forcibly. Or if we rob somebody, you rob somebody, we don't go wipe your bank account out. You know, you go to jail. And he said, murder is the only one we do, like, one for one, eye for an eye. And then also his book is just filled with, like horrifying stories of people being put on death row for things they very clearly did not do it's terrifying yeah it was uh systematic in the area of the south that he was in that it was a the death penalty was basically created to and reinforce the prison industrial complex and slavery and it was state sanctioned lynching period it was meant to kill as many black people as i'm gonna read this but it's probably gonna be i've cried the most upsetting (laughs) paris was like please i don't want to hear any more of that because i would be like oh my god this is about a teenager who got put in adult prison and this horrible thing i don't know he's like that would
1: be rough for me to read it's like
2: it's a real bummer but it's it just but it's so important and i'm glad that
1: it's it's out there it's
2: so impactful just mercy brian stevenson everyone read it
3: On August
1: 10th, 2019, mere days after hundreds of pages from a civil suit filed by one of Epstein's victims had been released in court, allegedly naming several senators that had also been involved in the abuse, Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in his cell. His death has officially been ruled a suicide by hanging. At the time, guards were supposed to be checking on Epstein every 30 minutes. Despite initial reports, Epstein was not on suicide watch and thus was not in the special housing unit that provides continuous twenty four hour a day watch. Prison officials have not yet commented as to why, despite his previous suicide attempt, Epstein had been taken off suicide watch. The yeah, yeah, the judges are very concerned. Yeah. A judge in the case has asked the Bureau of Prisons
2: to comment on this lack of oversight. Yeah, they're just like, how how did this person have a credible suicide? You took him to the hospital and you bring him back and go, he's probably fine.
1: Many speculate that overworked and under guards are to blame for Epstein being able to successfully take his own life. Other theories suggest that guards may have been paid off to look the other way, either by Epstein himself or a high profile associate that wanted him silenced. One of the more outlandish theories suggests the body found was not actually Epstein, but rather a body double and that Epstein is alive and well living out of the country. Well, he does have unlimited resources. He does. Where
2: did they get a body?
1: That's another good question. Interestingly, three days before his death, Epstein signed a new will. One witness to the will was the 26-year-old attorney who was a member of Epstein's trial team before his suicide, Marielle Colon Moreau. Part of that new estate plan included creating a $578 million trust. Some experts, including financial magazine Bloomberg, speculated that this could have been done in an effort to shield his assets from creditors.
2: So this goes into the conspiracy that if he's about to die, he has no kids. Why would you care what happened to your money if you're going to kill yourself? Because you don't want your victims coming after it, I would say. But you think he really cares if he was going to kill himself? Or would he want to save as much money in a trust so he could live in another country? Or he, yeah, I do think he's dead. Okay. So... Or, yeah, that's the other thing is he's thinking, okay, well, I'm going to shield this money. I'm definitely going to get out of these charges. I'm not going to go to jail forever, so I need to keep my money from all these lawsuits, and then he's murdered. Could have been. It doesn't seem necessarily... Yeah, you want to get your affairs in order as a person who maybe is contemplating suicide, but this type of... It's normally giving stuff away. Why wouldn't he say, okay, well, for $578 million, give it all to Harvard. Yeah. So that way the victims can't have it. Or my parents or my brother or whatever. Why would you put it in a trust? Also... Very interesting. Marielle Colon Miro also represented El Chapo. She's very young and she's 26. Yeah, she's very young and she's there's a very interesting article and we'll put it in the show notes about how she got on the El Chapo team. And then from there, it sort of
1: rocketed her career. Interesting. Well, a copy of the will obtained by Bloomberg shows a file stamp from the U.S. Virgin Islands in the top corner dated August 15th, 2019. In it, Epstein declares himself as a resident of the U.S. Virgin Islands and names two men, Darren K. Indyke and Richard D. Kahn, to serve as executors. Indyke is Epstein's longtime lawyer who helped set up most of Epstein's shell companies. This is problematic, as Endike was Epstein's attorney, which means their interactions were and now continue after Epstein's death to be protected by attorney-client privilege. After a client dies, attorney-client privilege survives the death, and the estate retains the right to enforce it. That means that, as executor, Indyke is able to maintain that privilege, while Richard Kahn is a businessman who served as an officer for Epstein's charity. So, you have, and Indyke
2: has all the goods. He's able to not turn over those goods if it was told to him in the context of wanting legal advice or in attorney-client privilege. So, what are you saying? So, then the stuff that he knows... Since he's the executor, he doesn't have to reveal it. If it in was in a court of law, correct. If it was just Richard Kahn, then none of the information that he could come that he would come right. across but because
1: he was his attorney, correct. he doesn't have to reveal that. Or
2: Richard D. Kahn, as the if he was the sole executor, could go, oh well, on the behalf of the estate, I waive the privilege. But since the attorney likely wants uh, to protect it's himself, like
1: you got to turn two keys. Yes, and he's got both of the keys. Yeah, he ain't, going to, he ain't turn no keys. Well, there are two problems with this plan. If it were a testamentary trust, meaning although there is paperwork, the assets don't move until death, then the trust won't inherit until the estate is administered. Part of that process includes paying out on claims by those who have a valid claim. Like with the victims. If it was an inter vivos trust, meaning it was created in funding during his life, the transfer of money would likely be seen by courts as a fraud on creditors, meaning Epstein knew victims were trying to collect, so creating this trust to avoid that was a fraud. Yeah, that's why it makes me I don't know, suspicious that he
2: made this cuz kind of either way, I guess these so are So what are you what are you thinking? That I think he did not want to die. He this is this is a So state, you don't
1: think he committed suicide. Correct.
2: As a person who has done ultra high net worth estate plans, this is the type of planning that you do if you plan on leaving money to your children or for yourself to set yourself up for right. retirement. Yeah, it's quite possible he did not Take his own life, That's and what
1: someone took it for him. Basing just only on the estate planning part. That's a good point. On August 20th, 2019... Three separate lawsuits were filed against the estate of Epstein, which will hopefully serve as some sort of compensation for these women who were repeatedly and systematically abused by Epstein, who served a minimal jail sentence and never faced true punishment for his crimes.
2: Yeah. And so if it's a testamentary trust that all those lawsuits have to get settled first before any money goes into the trust. So hopefully at least somebody will see some. I think, Semblance will. Of justice. I, think, I think a lot of the victims will see some money. I don't see why this Indyke fellow don't just go write everybody
1: checks and go. Yeah, listen, we know he did this. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Might may happen. Epstein's death has led many of his victims to once again feel like they have been robbed of their day in court and that justice has not been served. Accuser Jennifer Arias said,
2: I am angry Jeffrey Epstein won't have to face his survivors of abuse in court. We have to live with the scars of his actions for the rest of our lives and he will never face the consequences of the crime he committed or the pain and trauma he caused so many people. Very well said. It's absolutely concise and true because he even if he was murdered kinda got the easy way out. Yeah, for sure. He isn't he doesn't have to answer for anything anymore. Mm -mm. He's hung out in jail for a month. Yeah. And a
1: chunk of that was spent in the hospital. The amount of time he spent in in unpleasing circumstances and surroundings compared to the rest of his life, which was filled with money, money and and lavish homes and and cars and doing whatever he wanted and getting away with it is minuscule. It's a grain of sand on a beach. Yeah. I mean, he had no, no punishment. Drop of water in the ocean. Yes. What he got versus what he did. While it is true that the criminal case is now over as Epstein was the only person named in the criminal indictment, that does not mean that his co-conspirators are off the hook. In a statement released after Epstein's death, the U.S. attorney working on the case mentioned that the investigation will continue and specifically mentioned a, quote, conspiracy count. This has implications beyond Epstein's death. And it's Jeffrey, what's his name? The U.S. attorney for the New York. He very
2: specifically said that in um, the statement. Berman. Jeffrey, yeah, Jeffrey Berman. He made sure to say,
1: the, the investigation's still going on. Yeah. Wink. Hint, hint. In connection with his investigation, his co-conspirators, including Maxwell, could still be prosecuted. The indictment issued by the U.S. Attorney's Office alleges that, quote, Epstein, along with other persons known and unknown, engaged in the conspiracy to commit sex trafficking. That leaves the door open for further charges to be brought against Maxwell and other participants. I certainly, certainly hope they do.
2: I'm not 100 percent sure either, but I think by filing that indictment when they did and it says persons known and unknown, I think it'll toll the statute if it takes them, which means if the statute of limitations is five years and the mm. crimes, you know, it'll stop. You basically get like a frozen, a freezing time on the date that it was filed. I think that is a.
1: Uh, in the abscesses of my mind. Somewhere. In the abscesses of my mind. In addition, victims are still able to file civil suits against Epstein's estate, provided the state in which the abuse occurred does not have a statute of limitations. I believe Florida does. Yeah. Seven years, I believe it is. That's so, uh, unfortunately for a lot of those victims, precluded. the statute of limitations is already up, which... Yeah. There shouldn't maybe be one. something, maybe something so high profile as this will elect change in that arena in that state. That'd be amazing. And other
2: states. And but. that's the Crime Victim Rights Act came out of victims of uh, the family members of victims of a murder. And they had these issues with. The, so it's unfortunate when this really traumatic thing happens to you and you cannot get regular, re, you know, the retribution you want in the courts or civil or criminal but sometimes you can take that trauma and turn it into something that can help other people. So hopefully the state of Florida will make
1: some, make some moves. I hope so. Epstein's ability to use his power, wealth and social and political connections in order to sexually abuse hundreds of women and underage girls for decades is a glaring example of why movements like me too are so massively important and critical with more and more victims coming forward. And the public demanding answers as to how this sexual predator got off so easily 12 years ago. The investigation is likely just beginning. In her interview with Rolling Stone, Jennifer Arraoz said it best. Epstein is gone,
2: but justice must still be served. I hope the authorities will pursue and prosecute his accomplices and enablers and ensure redress for his victims. Again,
1: she nailed, hit the nail on the head. Man. So this is still very active and ongoing. This is very fresh. We'll update as needed. There's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see when a lot of these documents are unsealed, who is implicated in this stuff. Definitely. But what do we think? More, More importantly, what I'm asking you, what you think is about his death.
2: I think that, I don't think that he killed himself, but I don't know who killed him. So my two theories are that he was killed by... Maybe like a pissed off guard or someone, but more likely somebody, I think someone was paid to, to end him. I think that's the likely scenario. I think he knows too much. I think the behavior before his death, the, I think the last suicide attempt, the 20, the July 23rd one was either kind of a cry for help
1: or someone went in well, they there. they said that it looked kind of like he'd been beaten. Yeah. He had like. Bruises around his neck. So it could have been from hanging, but it could have also been he got.
2: And there was a bone broken in the front of his neck that does indicate suicide. But if you were a trained professional assassin, wouldn't you know to break that bone? Perhaps.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that he is dead. I don't think it was a body double or something like that. I, I would think it was suicide except for this trust stuff is very interesting and doesn't it's hard for me to reconcile why he would have settled this up why do you care about what happens to your money unless he was just so greedy and refused to admit any wrongdoing that he thought even in death i'm not going to allow mm-hmm. these women and girls to get a dime from me because i didn't do anything wrong true i mean that that
2: could be it too he could come out of he wanted ultimate control and to take advantage and doesn't think he did anything wrong. And even in death, I already, he has
1: control over this. Well,
2: I already paid him. You know, I paid him when they yeah. did the act. You know, he yeah. may and he a greedy person is just greedy. But I think the way that it was set up sort of intricately and putting the two executors and one is a lawyer. And it's set up in a way that indicates to me that he thought maybe he was going to get out of jail.
1: And live in another country or some, you know,
2: not be free, but you know, Roman plants get up, you know, go to somewhere else and hang out
1: and just don't come back to the U S. Well, and the fact that this happened days before all those documents were going to be unsealed or the day of, right? Yes. The day of. So in implicating a lot of high profile senators, who knows who else, like who knows who else could possibly have been the ones that said, Hey, uh
2: operation thunderbird is, we're is a shutting go this down yeah. yeah shutting this down right now send somebody in i think it was a joke but that was on twitter that someone said that an unnamed source from within the jail said 30 minutes before epstein was killed a man came in it was a new guard who I'd never seen before he was wearing a full guard uniform but i had never seen him at work and i said what's your name and he said steve i said oh cool steve what and he said jail yeah, i saw that too it Steve, has to be a joke Steve jail i think it was like pixelated vote or someone but i just thought that was very yeah necessary. yeah yeah it was a twitter joke but, but it's
1: i mean that's very like tongue-in-cheek though But of this how is overworked glaringly obvious this could have been well and also it's just overworked guards they're over
2: they're understaffed overworked and they come in and say who are you oh, i'm the new guy you guys are working so much overtime i'm here to relieve you and the guy goes oh my gosh thank you and or says, hey, I'm your new supervisor. You're about to go in the other room. And Possibly it was neither of those. Correct. But someone there to take care of business. Exactly. It wasn't anybody that actually worked for BOP. And so that's kind of always the question, too, is who knows how much, you yeah. know, if the CIA is here to do this, they're not going to go and tell the manager. The, they're called wardens, Heather. They're not called managers <laughs> of jail. Now, Miss, don't think they, you won. some of them call me mr manager <laughs> no one calls you that but yeah they're they're, they're not going to go in and tell the warden what they're going to do is get a, no, a phone call that says hey this is bill and he's going to work here now yeah and then jeffrey and they epstein say, okay, is killed welcome
1: bill yes <laughs> yes <laughs> they go aye the aye well CIA. and also if what acosta said back in 2008 is true that he's he an was told this is above my pay grade your pay grade just do what you're told I mean that if that is true, then then it stands to reason that was true. Now Mm-hmm. he's above the pay grade. Interesting. Who knows? Yeah, this was a long one. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, it was, and
2: it's like we said. There's so much more we could have yes. gone into. There's... We could have we could have done a whole episode just on his financial crimes. Oh yeah, for the sure. Thing about him, and we could have probably done a, at least a half an episode on all the reports that came out of the high school that he worked at.
1: I mean. This, like we said, his abuse spans decades. And the fact that in a month from the time he was arrested to the time he's dead, it was just a month. He was found dead. Found dead. Yeah. Well, let us know what you guys think. There's a lot of interesting conspiracy theories yes. out there. And thank you. A lot all. of Reddit rabbit holes. Oh,
2: there's so many and Twitter rabbit holes. Lots. And, lots. But thank you all for when we did the Canadian road trip. Uh, Homicides, we said, we're going to do a recent one. What do you think it is? And there were so many. Epstein. It's got to be Epstein. It's got to be Epstein. So thank you for uh, suggesting it. And we hope you enjoyed.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, Sinisterhood will always remain free. But if you wish to donate to our Patreon to help offset the cost of making and hosting the show, you can visit sinisterhood.com and click on Patreon in the top right corner. You'll get some sweet perks like Patreon exclusive content, a Sinisterhood sticker, Membership to our exclusive Patreon Facebook group, a special shout out on the show, and a monthly bonus mini-sode. We just did our Facebook Q&A, which was so fun, and we learned a lot. It was super fun. And we did a mini-sode about the meat warlock. That is one of... It might be my favorite episode next to episode 13 that we've done. I I laughed so hard. That was the hardest I've laughed in an episode in a long time. It was so good, and I told Paris, man, we just recorded an episode. It was
2: great. He said, oh, I can't wait to listen. I said, oh, are you going to sign up for the (laughs) Patreon? Because you can't hear it without. And he said, ouch. And yes, I will. you made me feel bad. (laughs) So... Hey, if if it takes guilting someone into signing up for my, the Patreon. My mom refuses to sign up. I I and like, You haven't been able to guilt her into it yet. When I said, well, then you don't get to hear the Pazuzu Aligrad <laughs> weird story that it's we told. Great, it's a great the one. The meat warlock. So, well, so many of you have been tagging us in pictures of you sporting your sweet Sinisterhood merch, and we love it. Please keep those pictures coming. And if you want to get some cool Sinisterhood swag for yourself, like T-shirts, mugs, totes, and even clothes for your kids, visit Sinisterhood.com and click
1: on Shop in the top right corner. The best thing you can do to help us grow is like review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please tell a friend who you think would like us to check us out. It means so much to us and really helps small podcasts like us get more exposure. You can follow us
2: on Instagram and Twitter at Pod, and like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. Christie. I am on Instagram at Christy and Wallace and on Twitter at Christy or GTFO. We love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting the show and keep your eyes out in the mail for your Sinisterhood sticker.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Keep it creepy. <laughs> sinisterhood.